I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, so you and your SO are in a little bit of like a Bonnie and Clyde situation, right? Like you're both, uh, you're both criminals, you're both on the run from the law, and you're about to uh, hold up um, a, like a slaughterhouse, right? Because uh, they, they're keeping a lot of money there. Um, uh, and like as you're approaching, you're like, oh... I don't know, man. I don't feel so good. And your partner's like, no, no, it's 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 all right. This is gonna be really cool. And you're like, I don't know. And then you let out like a long, wet fart, like upsettingly long, upsettingly loud. And and then your partner's like, no, we gotta go, we gotta go now. So you go in and like you stick up the place, but like you can't hold it together. You're barfing during the stick up, you're shitting your pants, and your partner's like, Yeah, come on, let's go. And like they just totally ignore you. And you're like super sick when you guys get out of there. What do you do? Welcome to Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out over real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. It was the pie! <laughs> it was the pie. What is this from? This is from the new Fargo. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I think you need you need to be mad at your partner because they were not checking on you. You were obviously very ill. Mm-hmm. They, in my opinion, they they don't seem to care both as a business partner and as someone that you love. Yes, exactly. Which they is need a sticky to be wicket. checking on you. Yeah, a bit very. And this is not like this is high high stakes scenario. Like this isn't like they're ignoring your physical or emotional needs going to a family barbecue, right? Or, or you know, Thanksgiving with the in-laws. This is like people have guns there. They're going to try to kill you as soon as you walk in. Yeah, but so I mean you in, both in need both to be top of game. In either scenario though, your partner is going to be distracted, right? Mm-hmm. Either by like the expectations put on them by you know, the the family gathering by Thanksgiving or by the fact that they're going into a place with guns and they're going to probably shoot someone. All right. I've got a maybe controversial opinion on this. Okay. What's it's that? It's Patrick's oh God. <gasps> What? You, why? How? You should not have gone in there. Oh, you, you knew you were not knew feeling well? Mm. You weren't feeling well. You knew you were going to shit your pants. 
Because there's a difference. Because at first I was like, oh, you know, you're gonna you're gassy, but you know you're gonna shit your pants. Yeah, it's your job to take care of yourself. It is not your partner's job to make sure that you're fine. I don't know. Can I counterpoint, Mogi? Yeah. So in a like team robbery scenario, uh, and with you know your lover and all that, very Bonnie and Clyde. It's it is a ride or die scenario, literally. Like, what are you gonna do? Let them go in and rob the slaughterhouse filled with mob money by themselves? Like, they're you... gonna make their choice for themselves, just like you made the choice for yourself to take care of yourself. Oh, so they could be like, well, then maybe we shouldn't do it tonight because yes. we the have idea one person of down. Dragging around because, like, I they would. But when you said you're sick, they would have made that decision if they were gonna make that decision. She's no, going because in. you're still not taking care of yourself, and maybe it's me. I. I would rather go to jail, I think. Let me think about it. Jail, yes. Prison, no. I would rather go to jail than shit my pants in front of other people. That sounds horrible. And walk around in shit pants? Yeah, you have poo-poo poo-poo You have butt. poo-poo pants? Yeah. No. I want to get to a bathroom and certainly get cloth off my ass before shit comes out of it. <laughs> That's a priority. And if your, the- partner, if your partner doesn't get it, they don't get it. But like... You sh- or so wait, you're, you make- you're saying you're saying the partner is absolved of any responsibility for like oh no your the relationship's shit. not lasting past oh, okay. this. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> this is the end, probably. But I think it's the responsibility of the sick person to tap out if they need to tap out. Okay, in can the I- scenario as 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 set up because okay, there was a counter- chance for tap out. Yes, please. Okay, so I feel like one if you are so sick that you're about to poo poo your pants. Your mind is like all like ringing in your ears like you don't know what's going to like you're very out of it. Yeah. And I think like a lot of times when people do poo-poo their pants, it's when they what, Kelly? Poo-poo their pants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they fill their pants with uh, their own poo-poo. Should I well, say shit shit instead? No, I think poo-poo is <laughs> fine. And I think that, let's be honest because like let's really get there because it's you first fill your underwear yeah. with poop. And yeah. then your underwear becomes so full. Saturated. Yeah, it goes out. It. Yeah. It and now it's in point. your pants. And probably, yeah. let's be honest, it's probably in your socks. Yeah. Jesus. Well, because you know it. This is I'm not sorry. Your pants. I didn't bring this I up. I don't tuck my pants into my socks. No, but, but it's no, running down but it's your running leg. running down your leg. Because it's again, runny poop. Poo-poo on your leg. Gross. Poo-poo in your socks. Horrible. 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 Yes, and then it goes did. inside your shoe. Okay. But here's the thing. Like you also like, okay, the difference between being like, uh, this is a gross fart. Like yeah. I feel like oftentimes when someone is like so sick that they shit themselves, mm. they like, it's so sudden. Like they, right. they go from being like, I kind of don't feel well to like, oh no, DEFCON 1, yes. this is really mm-hmm. bad. Like I'm, going to be ill in public and Um, it is it is that sort of scenario in the show where she goes from you know some bad farts to blasting out the ass and then projectile vomiting all over the uh all over the floor yeah with during a a gunfight i Uh, I can't remember they don't wear masks i think they're just so they're so brazen yeah i think okay okay, you did say bonnie and clyde so is this like a thing where that's the other thing is do you have a rep to protect I didn't even think about that. I assumed oh, yeah. you were wearing some, you were disguised because you were committing a crime. But are people going to know it was you? 
Yeah, I mean, they don't really seem to care. There, there is like a, an ongoing like crime war in in the city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they are like outsiders in the crime war. So like they they're kind of leaning on the idea that the two like opposite sides are going to be playing off each other um, anyway. Um, and so like they they kind of like fly under the radar. There's no rep to protect, as far as I okay, can tell. okay. But because of the poo poo incident. Mm-hmm. This could stand to be the first, like, entry into your crime story. Oh, you want to be the the sticky bandit. Oh, no, now you have to vomit every time. Yeah. Because the shitting your pants, people can't, you can fake shitting your pants. Yeah. Yeah, you shit, like, onto a clean surface and then just put it in your pants before you walk into the building. Or you just have, like, yeah, you just have sticky farts. You just keep wearing those pants. Oh, guys, that's so gross. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Like, this is, like, literally, I may have a nightmare about this. Because to me, thr- all, doing this in public. I love that that's the part that you're hung up on is oh. just that she pooped her pants in front of people. Yes, it's horrible. <laughs> that is yes, maybe the worst part of it. But that, I think the reason why I put it back on her mm-hmm. is because no one else can know how sick you are. They can try. They can empathize. If they're a doctor, they can understand it scientifically. But like nobody can really feel your sickness. So that's why we do like our how are you on a scale of one to ten or you know, that's mm. all the stuff. So Oh, she was mad frowny face. Yeah, but like some people frowny face I mean, I've known people who are big wimps. Oh, wow. I'm nauseous. They'll say that I'm nauseous for thirty years, they'll never yeah. fucking vomit. Now, yeah. if I say I'm nauseous, I'm probably already doing that thing in my mouth where it's yep. salivating and I'm Me going too. to throw up. So Same. if I've gotten to the point where I tell you I'm sick, that means that I'm literally gonna it's I'm Imminent. I know where yeah. the bathroom is. Right. I know right. where all the closest sinks are. I know where the bathroom is and I have a plan. Same. So yeah. there's different people. So for the partner, I'm like, they don't know. I mean, they smelled the fart, but like you don't I no. think there are, no, but sometimes there are farts that exist. Sure, that's that true. You know, that like, you need to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah, the, I have, like, experienced, I remember, like, there are just people that, like, just really let them rip in public. What's and that certain, about? certain ones, I'm like, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm Something concerned. has died inside. Yeah, yeah I'm or concerned about have- what's happening. You have pooped your pants a little yeah. bit. A little. <gasps> a little. That's where I thought this was going, to be honest. I thought this was going to be you somehow, like, after the robbery, you're like, get sexy, and you find, like, skid marks <gasps> in the Stop! pants. And you And they didn't tell you. That's where I thought this was going to go. And it's not even just skid mark. It's like, it's, it's like a Hershey kiss. Bladder. Yeah. That's where I thought, which is grosser, but also more of a relationship problem. Yeah, but that's Again, when you got to be like, "Oh, you didn't care. Problem. You didn't care that I was shitting my pants during the robbery. Why do you care about it now?" Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Oh, only when you want something. Oh, I see. So when you want to put your tongue up inside my booty hole, then it's a problem. Yeah, oh, yeah. I but guess when that's... I'm uncomfortable and don't feel safe, then it's you know whatever. Let the good times roll. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I wonder if there's uh so one of the things that happens during this robbery is that then she throws up in the bag of money that they're stealing. Oh no. That can be washed. It's still fucking money, man. I know, but she, she has to do it, right? Colin, have you seen the episode after? I haven't. No, that was the last episode I saw. Because there are consequences. Oh no. <laughs> there's always consequences in those fucking silly ass universes. It's true. There are. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of Fargo. It should be 
could be called AKA consequences. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it could be. Um, Stories of consequence. Yeah. Like tales. tales. Oh man, you guys. Whew. <laughs> I tried earlier with yeah. calling it a horror movie in my mind. You know, with how this uh, tangent or uh, what's it, segue went, I feel like I took this a very different way than how you, you guys took it. <laughs> what? So, okay, because the topic today, today we are doing yeah. Tales from the Ship. <laughs> yeah, Happy I Halloween, everybody. <laughs> It is Halloween weekend. The weirdest Halloween of our adult lives, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Any. Any part of our lives. Uh, There was one year I went trick-or-treating and it was snowing. That was weird. That is weird. It's snowing up in in the Midwest, up in the Fargo town. That's (laughs) true. Yeah. (laughs) Upper Midwest. But it's also, it's it's warm, so I don't think it's like staying very long. Yeah, it's not crazy. Uh, But yeah, snow, it. We where I grew up, it was like sometimes cold enough, not never cold enough to snow, but sometimes colder. But it was like a weird thing where you really didn't know when you were planning your costume if you yes. would need long sleeves or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you need so, a jacket. Yeah, so like you'd have a plan, and then I feel like half the time I'd end up with a uh, turtleneck underneath. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, I grew up with know. a lot of very wet, windy Halloweens. Oh, Man. that is the worst. Uh, I just actually saw a a meme that fucking killed me it was uh robert pattinson on set of batman uh-huh. and he was wearing a big robe oh yeah over, big robe. <laughs> it's like, he's all like frowny and shit Aww. and it just said when your costume is on point and your mom makes you wear a jacket <laughs> <laughs> that was every halloween though it's so it's horrible it's like just let me get sick let me be cold no. i look awesome i know but that's like the thing of like I like, feel like a lot of Midwestern moms, their biggest concern is like, aren't you cold? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because if you're cold, you will get sick. That's how it, it works, right? They have to keep us alive, Kelly. Yeah. Mm. But, but it's like also... a demon, a scary demon yeah. that I've created in my mind to raise, rise from hell and get candy does not wear a fucking Chicago Bulls bright red starter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fucking work that way. Yeah. It's a pretty dope jacket, though. Oh, yeah. My yeah. fucking Bulls starter was... Yeah, that god. shit was cool. So cool. <laughs> oh, my god. Now I want us all to dress up for Halloween as ourselves as children at Halloween. That's cute. You know what oh, I would man. be? Because I my favorite costume was I was uh, Flower from Bambi. Oh, that's mm. a good one. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And deers are cute costumes. Yeah. Well, Flowers well, the oh, flowers, flowers the skunk. skunk. I'm sorry, I was yeah. just picturing you like just the picturing girl, girl Bambi. The gr- girl Bambi. I can't remember her name. Yeah, whatever. She doesn't really have a lot like, of character development. I apologize, no. Kelly. It's okay. I'm now going to picture you like a skunk, and it's even cuter. A little skunk, yeah. Because flowers my favorite. Yeah, I was a witch a bunch of times. Oh, witch. Because yeah. it was just like easy. I liked being a witch too. Um, I think the my best costume was the. Was three musketeers with two of my friends. That's, That's cool. Where group uh, costume? Where like their moms made the costume, and my mom did not, because my mom <laughs> is not crafty. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was nice of their moms to yeah. pick up the slack. 
They yeah. each had to make wait, one so and a half costumes. Wait, yeah. Did they make theirs and then you had a store-bought or it was they made all of them? They together, Reed's mom and Jeff's mom, Mrs. Robinson and Mrs. Nolan made three three Musketeers costumes. Oh, wow. That's nice. How did, um, I hate to ask this question, but how did your mom contribute? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wow. I, either she didn't or she kicked in money for supplies. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Being like, mm, I'm not going to help, but like, here's <laughs> here's the here's some funds. Okay, but Kelly, you are a crafty person. I mm-hmm. think that it's not you've worked. Have you ever tried to work on a project with a decidedly not crafty person? I don't do that. It's not worth it. <laughs> I would just say, oh, I'll do it. No, yeah, because, I'd rather just have yeah, the money. I'm sure that Mrs. Nolan and Mrs. Robinson were very happy. No, I'm sure they were thrilled. They were like, oh, you're going to help us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't have wanted my mom there either. So I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Because not crafty people show up and they're like, put me to work, but they don't really mean that. Mm -hmm. Then you have to find a task that they can't fuck up. Mm -hmm. That is also like, oh, but they can fuck it up. You're giving away your playbook to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I am, I am the not crafty one of this bunch. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I think so I would I have you, that. like, sort googly eyes or something and be like, oh, these are all messy. Can you, like, make sure that the pairs are together? And then yeah. you'd be very busy for some time. All the uh, Try to get all the the pupils center on the yeah. googly eyes. <laughs> Wait, so you're having him do that, that, that basically, like, like, baby like balance? Game? Yeah, yeah, the baby game. The, <laughs> the thing that, like, makes sure that babies, like, can cognitively, Stay, like... Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, it's an impossible task to keep the googly eye pupil in the middle. You can't do it. I mean, can't unless you just leave them on the floor. No, Patrick can hold the remote and and figure out what cl- show could be on the TV while we... Oh, well, because we need good background we stuff. We need good background stuff. And we're using Crackle, which has commercials, so he has to keep changing yeah. what and we're he watching. Could, he could do... Uh, he could, like, MC the content. That's um, interesting because a, you guys all promised me that sounds... we could watch Taboo during during our crafting party already, but because Patrick <laughs> needs a job, <laughs> I guess we finally I, we're not going to finally watch Taboo together. Look, we're going to watch Home Alone two, and then we're going to fast forward through the parts where Donald Trump in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally one second. That's your whole <laughs> job. <important> job. <laughs> That's yeah. your no, whole he job. He has to be ready the whole time though, because he has Just to be watching. Case. Yeah, I yeah Donald Trump happens. pops out. Right. Yeah. He do- it is kind of unnecessary. He just kind of shows up. No need for him to be there, quite honestly. Is the movie propaganda for him? Probably. It's Probably. <laughs> Did you guys know there's a novelization of Home Alone 2? Is it for children or is it for adults? It's a novelization. <laughs> like <it's> a- <laughs> Kelly! <laughs> it's like this adult, adult. Book. X, well, X, you say X. you say novelization you mean it's like the one inch thick paperback with yeah. five pages of glossy photographs the from middle. the movie and the yeah. dead that you can get it from right? the, it could be. the book fair yeah the classic book fair oh my it god could be. I, I think it's those. i think it's yeah. real I want to get my no, hands on it. I believe it. it's real. I think it's real. Yeah. We don't think it's fake. No, I, I think had a what copy, we're saying is I had a copy seen... of that novelization for uh, that style of novelization for the movie Small Soldiers. So I don't <laughs> doubt that they did. Yeah, if they made a Small Soldiers one, I think they probably made a Home Alone 2 one. Oh my God, Small Soldiers. Well, what's best, at least if you're a big nerd like uh, I was, which I think you guys are similar 
also mm-hmm. nerds, um, is that when you go to Scholastic Book Fair and you read the novelization of the book, you can then pretend like those things are canon and tell the uh, people things about what happens in the books that weren't in the movies as if they're like inside information that yeah. nobody has. <laughs> Did you know that That's that character actually cool. has a name? Oh my God, like every... Sorry, Patrick, this doesn't... I don't mean this to be an attack, but like every fucking jerk who read Star Wars Expanded Universe in grade school and just fucking told me about the shit I didn't care about. I'm going to tell you something right now. I <laughs> once I, I need you to know, Patrick. Yeah. That I. <laughs> yeah. What? what? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know why this all turned on me all the time. <laughs> I, OK, in college, um, I dated a man who read like every single one of those uh, books. And um, that was pretty much his only interest. Um, Aside from like eating ham and cheese sandwiches, and <laughs> what I, you say that as if it's saying something bad about him, but <laughs> no, Kelly, he found no, his groove. No, you I dated know. this man. Yeah, no, here's you the problem: rolled I d- right into his groove. <laughs> I and then dated him, him for it for like four years, and oh, he Kelly. no, I know, and he cheated on me like at every party he went to. Like he'd just be <laughs> hooking up with someone. Okay, in the so other he room. did have a third interest yeah i was gonna say uh, he did have a third interest and that was being with people that weren't me infidelity um, uh so every time you're talking about the star wars books i'm like no uh-huh. <laughs> kelly <laughs> but i keep it in my heart because i realized that it was not the content that was bad it was the man oh my so, god <laughs> i just want you to know that you have that in common with that great guy. great okay, well here okay patrick much about the star wars expanded universe <laughs> especially the old like the the legend stuff no, which i feel like has about the new one yeah yeah the legend i don't stuff, know I feel like has a different flavor to it i don't think he reads the new ones because not uh, not you the the other man because he also was a misogynist so i think he's not interested in that like i think he, yeah, he doesn't care about ones. like padme's hand hand no my god they're so dope okay but patrick did you have something specific about the home alone 2 no. Oh, okay. You just brought it up to Bruce. <laughs> I just brought it up. <laughs> okay. Because that's what we did at to our be, craft day. And to be fair, I guess it is we're we're closing in on the end of uh Halloween and this year Christmas season starts early, so I guess that was your hinting of what you want for Christmas. Oh, was that Home Alone book? No, here's okay. So some friends and I were joking about it in a a different text thread. Uh, one of these friends is going to have a baby and he was like, "Can you uh make an audiobook version of this for my baby?" So, <laughs> oh, that's I'm gonna, amazing. I'm going to read this this novelization of Home Alone too. That's really right. good. Well, let us know if there's any tidbits that we could learn about the canon of Home Alone 2 from these books. Yeah. I I certainly will and I'll interject it only while we are watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because that is your job. And um, if you um, want, you could do like little puns and use a voice. <laughs> oh, I love I'm trying, it. guys. No, no, no. It's I'm good. I just am really I'm pulling to tales from the as hard just, as I can. I'm pulling. It's just every step. I'm so <laughs> learning that I did not. <laughs> you do didn't this come up with a sh- Oh my god, I, Kelly. Uh, what, what is it? What is your? What is your tales from the ship? It's about boats. Huh? What? Because so like story. Yeah, everything is ship. <laughs> We've been doing this for four and a half years, Kelly. This, this is, is cruise, cruise ship all over. Oh, no. Okay. Hold on. No. So I I was like, oh, 
I'm gonna do like a boat one, but it's also scary because it's Halloween okay. time. Okay, great. I love it. Perfect. I love it. Okay. <laughs> My, um, have you guys seen the movie Leviathan from 1989? No. I don't believe so. No. It is alien, but underwater. Ooh. So, oh, that sounds cool. And it's like very aggressively alien, but underwater. Like absolutely no, um, just no effort was was put in to make it anything different. Um. It is a movie in which these people are doing, um, like, they're, I think, like, seven miles under the ocean. They're at the bottom of the ocean. Um, and and they um, are, like, on the last – or, no, there's, like, three days left in their, like, month-long uh, expedition to do, like, underwater mining or whatever. Okay. And then one – oh, they discover this, like – abandoned russian ship that seems to have been destroyed by one of its own torpedoes and um one of the guys who is one of the wet bandits so it's funny that you mention home alone Wait, is it daniel stern thank yeah. you i mean i assume she would have said joe pesci if it it's was not I, would joe pesci. Have, I would have said daniel stern but okay, okay well it's da- daniel stern is there he plays like you know the 80s character of like the joker guy but like he's just uh, a harasser like this <laughs> Daniel Stern type. Yeah, so he's that guy. Do not um, Oh, do not say that of Daniel Stern. A wonderful man. <laughs> um he so he like goes into the ship and like takes a bunch of shit from the ship and drinks a flask that he found Uh-oh. in the ship and then it turns into like the thing. Like oh, he gets cool. sick with something, it infects and and the, honestly like <clears throat> a lot of like really fun practical effects in this movie. But there's this one character uh, named uh, Willie, uh, which is short for, Will. I think, Williams. That's her last name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, her thing is that she has to keep training and going for jogs around the ocean station because she has her astronaut tryouts in two days. <gasps> two days? How yeah, is she going to get from the ocean to the sky? <laughs> so it's That's like the rough. day she comes back up. Uh-huh. She's got her astronaut tryout. Oh my gosh, She's like, everyone, insane. I can like not get the bends, okay? Right, so exactly. don't make me get the bends. Don't make me get the bends, you guys. And she's like constant, like she's just like, oh, and this, Ryan, she's wow. constantly jogging in full face makeup, no bra. <gasps> I know. Going for jogs. I'm like, this I can't. I mean, this is not training to be an astronaut. Because no. when you're an astronaut, I don't you have to have, say it's maybe not training to be an astronaut. Oh, maybe no. it's maybe she's an astronaut. Astronaut. Mm, interesting. But anyway, so she's going to she... be like a butt model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, a butt model. And you can't wear a bra if you're going to be a butt model. No, makes sense. Um. So, so the uh the captain of the ship and the doctor of the ship find out that like he uh Daniel Stern dies instantly, and oh. then yeah, him and the girl that um drink the flask because they share oh, right, a flask right, right. die instantly. But then their bodies start like morphing and like becoming one body. Whoa. And yeah, and the doctor and the captain are like, mm, we should keep this a secret from the rest of the crew. But let's have them um, just like transport the bodies out without knowing that like they're because they know that the bodies are like alive and, and mutating. Mm-hmm. And they're like, let's just have them dump the bodies out there 
Into the water. Yeah, into the water. Um, <gasps> and they'll help us carry it out and they won't even know. And of course, that goes completely haywire. Of course. But so like the fact – so this doctor – I mean this doctor and the captain keep this illness, this uh, very communicative illness. Like they yeah. all get it eventually um, except for three people. Um, they keep it secret and then he ends up like being in a relationship, the captain, with – Miss, I'm trying out to be an astronaut at the end. And I hate that because I don't like that he kept that a secret. Like, Did I know she he make it onto a space shuttle. Uh, we don't know if she, <laughs> we know what we end up knowing is we that can check she out and the, the novelization. Captain... Hmm? I said we can check out the novelization. <laughs> oh, yeah, it probably has that, like an epilogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, she and the captain end up, um, saved from, uh, uh, like a helicopter that's searching for them. Okay. Um, so this they is are horrible. Yeah, it's not great. So what's your ship? I want her to eventually be like, she, you know, dates the captain and is like, this is fine, but I have to be single for when I go into space because like I'm going to be gone for so long and like I just don't want to, you know, you have your life to live. I have my life to live being an astronaut. Okay. And so she becomes an astronaut. And, um, like does that for a little while mm-hmm. and then her uh her little space station thing that she's in is like orbiting and then it's like boop, boop, something goes wrong and it crashes near the antarctic where kurt russell is dealing mm-hmm. you're gonna with- put her through this again Here's the thing. She's like, I've fucking been through exactly mm, this with almost no it. artistic license. <laughs> like, I have been through this. And maybe if she, she's like, I know what to do. So, Kurt, like, I'm going to help you. We're going to try and, and kill these things together. And that way you don't have to just, like, freeze to death in in the snow. Like, I can help you. And he, you know, he respects somebody that has, you know, knows what they're doing. She's she's not not easily flappable because she's fucking been through this exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not running around keeping things secret, like doing his own thing. He's sure. like, we have to figure out what's going on. But so So Kelly, let me ask you this. Uh, for for her, is this a major upgrade from the last captain? And like, yes, Kurt Russell keeps no secrets, but he has no respect for anyone else on that crew. Kurt Russell is the total like fucking yeah, snake bliskin lone wolf doing yeah. it for myself, get out my way guy that you know that he always is and and we love him for. But I, I think here's I think it's a little bit tricky because I think she starts to develop that herself because mm. she after she's in space, first of all, when she's in space, it's like a solo thing. So she mm-hmm. has only depended on herself and she's depended on other people and look where it brought her. Right. So she's mm. like, you know what? I understand. So that's, I think, going to be the, like, you know, if we were to split, like, the second act of their relationship is going to be, like, them trying to be like, you need to trust me to each other. Okay. Yeah. You know? I do like that. I like that. But it is a challenge, and it's not an easy relationship. And I don't think this is, like, end game for them. Do they move on, or do they just spend their time going from place to place where there's... uh? Thing situations. Yes. I think maybe they keep saying that they're going to move on, but then like their real life stops being so interesting. And um, 
they they are the best equipped now because she's done this twice and he's done this once mm-hmm. um to deal with the thing situations um did they open up like a thing situation agency where like yeah that thing is situation. an amazing name for an agency by the way it's called the thing situation the agency mhm i love that yeah that's thank good you. thank you so kelly even though you didn't understand the assignment you did a great job thank you <laughs> and uh leviathan is available for free to stream on Ooh. um amazon prime i think is it nice. is it fun cuz it, it it's crazy to me it came out the same year as the abyss which is yeah. also like underwater sci-fi but you well, can't watch anywhere right that's right <laughs> yeah there are so there are like so i learned this after I watched this movie. Many other movies were suggested to me by the algorithm. And there are like 12 movies that are alien, but underwater. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I would say sphere. Definitely. It has a definite mm-hmm. sphere vibes. Um, there's one called, uh, let me see, like something below something above. Uh, there were a million that I was like, wow, this is really done a lot. <laughs> well, and it was done a lot in the 80s yeah but that was i feel like part of the blockbuster thing right is that if you could say die hard in a mall or yeah. aliens yeah. but underwater if you could really just say the name of a really really popular franchise and mm-hmm. then uh your little tiny twist on it you could get greenlit yeah Whereas if you're like it's a chamber drama about the pain of aging <laughs> and facing your own mortality and whether joy is worth it I That's think much also this is a Peter Weller movie. Yes, it is. Yeah, he's the geologist. Sorry, this is unrelated. I just opened it up and I okay. just saw. No, no, no. That that's unrelated. I just forgot the name of the of the guy, the RoboCop. Yes. Yeah. Which is, is another so one. He's I the think... captain. Oh. Just okay. for some some you know context here. All also, right. he seems to. If you watch it, just be aware that he seems to be in a different movie. <laughs> Than what everyone else is doing. Which oh, is I love when actors do yeah. that. Like he's making choices, and then other people are doing other things. Okay. Oh, it. Deep Star Six is another one. Same era, but same like same year uh, even. Yes. So honestly, this movie just really rips off Alien and the Thing just completely. Which I mean, what do we need from movies? If yeah, it's rip off Alien and, and the Thing. I mean, like, those are two great things. <laughs> yeah. If you just, like, mash them up and, set, and you know, you can't... Okay. It's fun. It. I recommend it. It's fun. Okay. Does anybody else have uh, the actual assignment? Well, no. The, Kelly, I was teasing you. You know that there is no... There is no right There's and wrong. There's no right and wrong answer. I think my answer is a little more on this on brand, but like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a right when I do it. But... <laughs> no, I'm teasing, but I am going to talk about mine. So, okay. um, I, you know, tales from the ship and I did make a straight line to tales from the crypt. Uh, the, t- uh, it's a, it was a comic series and then it was a TV series on Fox that I used to love when I was a kid. Um, and the Crypt Keeper specifically. Um, and I was like, who can I ship with the Crypt Keeper? Because Love it. he's funny, but very punny. So like not actually funny. So like actual funny people, it would he would annoy them. But it's funny that he's like he's funny for being so punny because he's committed. You know what he's I mean? Committed. It's like he literally si- only yes. speaks in puns. Yeah. He's like, there's a little bit of silly. There's a little bit of like anti-comedy to it. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think probably the writers, that's exactly what they're going for. Oh my and God. I are think- you shipping him with Neil Hamburger? 
<laughs> no, that. But I think that sort. It's in the realm. Neil Yo, Hamburger Cosby would appreciate Bukowski? this. Yeah. Ship. Okay. So then I was like, who would the Crypt Keeper want to be with? And of course, this is the most obvious answer in the world. Another MC of horror movies who is about the hottest thing that's ever existed, and that's Elvira. Sure. But guess what? It's never happening. There's no way ever she would give Crypt Keeper the time of day. So. <laughs> I agree with this. You're right. <laughs> so I so I wanted that to be true, but then I slept on it and I was like, it's not true. It's not yeah. real. I can't ship it. It's not. I can't even. Right. Maybe if she was like in a horrible accident where she looked like the Crypt Keeper, <laughs> maybe then she would settle for him. But she's not settling for him. Okay. Well, and they're peers. So, you know, they see each other at parties. Exactly. And I think that she flirts with him a little just to keep him in the mix, but not. It's never going to happen. So he needs to move well, on. Well, sure. I mean, also, she she traffics in flirting in the same way he traffics in puns. Like, they can't communicate without them. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, she flirts with everyone. Yeah. And I broke this down, too. And this, we don't always get too literal with puppets, but I'm going to get literal. He does not have genitals. No one without genitals is going to keep Elvira happy. So just putting that away. Does he, does he uh, not have genitals? His tongue is just not. He does have a tongue. You're right. But, but it's but not does, good. Hold on. Long, hold on, bony does fingers. He have, desiccated. Does he not? Yes. It's the desiccation. I feel like that. Yeah. That's why he has no genitals. I don't know that he has anything below the waist. Do we? Oh, I don't think we the, see his he's, he's literally a puppet. And so I connected him with someone else who is a puppet. And this is not necessarily a sexual ship, but I think they came up together in the clubs peddling similar bad puns and <laughs> just trying to get through. And then they had their careers. The careers were very separate. I don't think they ever crossed paths professionally, but they always checked in with each other and were sure. friends. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Talked on the phone. You make puns to each other, you know. <laughs> And then now they're older. They're both retired. They both kind of just hang out, making jokes with each other. They, they're actually pretty old, so they're actually at a nursing home. And so, like, they have rooms next to each other. They have, like, adjoining rooms at the nursing home. But they just sit in the sunroom, make a joke. They do little shows. And they're weird shows because it's the Crypt Keeper and Fozzie Bear. Wow. <laughs> that is a weird show. But yeah. they're really, they've like known each other for, for decades and decades. They're just like, they get each other's comedy. Mm-hmm. They're very, di- they're different. They have different totally. vibes, but they like appreciate what each other are doing. And, um, you know, the path that, that they both took, though it took them different places, they took the same road, right? Which mm-hmm. is just like comedy first, nothing else matters. I'm going to pursue this through highs and lows to the end of the earth. Neither of them has anyone else. No, nothing else. They've well, they really wait. Fozzie's got Kermit though. Like Kermit's going to be at no, every one of Kermit these shows. Kermit is his old boss. I mean, yeah. what what is their relationship really? I think the closest thing he has to a friend probably is Ralph, who shows up once in a while. But I think Ralph has a family. I think everyone else <laughs> in the Muppets like has grandkids. I think Fozzie's the only one who doesn't have any family. Mm-hmm. Now, do all of Miss Piggy's grandkids talk to her? No. She's alive. No, no, no. But I think Fozzie's the one who dies alone. Except he doesn't. Yeah. He's got Crypt Keeper. Aw. I all love right, it. That's sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun to work at that nursing home. <laughs> There's so many gags all the time. Unlike yeah, not most fun nursing for the, homes, for which are totally a blast. <laughs> Usually it's just light, fun-hearted, good times. <laughs> all right so that was my too literal so i went way too literal with tales from the ship but uh colin what did you go with it 
Um, I went with a brand new movie that I just watched uh, like a week or so ago. Did you guys see Scare Me, the new Shutter exclusive? Oh, I have, I have yet to watch it, but Ooh, I hear I very good it. things. It is super fun. It is a horror comedy. Do you guys mind if I, I do some spoilers here? Yeah. Okay, so if, if you're mean, listening think, at home, yeah. you don't want if you got Shutter and you want to watch it, uh, skip ahead a little bit because I'm gonna my ship takes place after the end of the movie, so I okay. got to do the spoilers. Oh. Uh. Um. But basically, there are two people who rent uh like winter cabins in the Cascales. There's Freddie and uh Fanny, and they don't know each other, but they meet out on the road while they're both jogging. And Freddie is this like struggling writer but he doesn't really write uh, but he wants to be a writer right so he gets a cabin and he's like i'm gonna go to the cabin and i'm gonna write my uh i'm gonna write my werewolf movie fanny he discovers is fanny addy who is a like new young pop author sensation she wrote this uh really popular zombie novel and now is like the hot new thing in the literary world and he's like oh, wow, I'm, like, super impressed with this person. But I never read her book, so I don't actually, like, give a shit about her career, but I'm sort of obsessed with the idea of fame, so he likes her for that reason. This guy sounds great. I mean, he's uh, he's a challenging character. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call him a protagonist. You, uh, If you watch the movie, you'll see that he grows into the villain of the movie. Yeah, I've had a feeling. He didn't seem like a hero. He wasn't cut out of hero material. He's not cut from hero material. Uh, but it, it's well done. It's It does a lot of, like, uh, great scary things with just, like, um, like the sort of creepy, impotent male character, you know? Yeah. Uh, who's, like, who watch out. And she actually ends up calling him Fragile Freddy throughout, which just, like, oh. really gets under his skin. And it's Aya Cash, right? Yes, it is. She's so fucking good. Yeah, she's really funny in it. And um, the writer, director, and other uh, co-star is, uh, I forget his name. He's hes one of the dudes from College Humor back in the day. Um, Josh something. Uh, that is the most College Humor name of names. <laughs> Josh something? Yeah, Just Josh. Yeah. yeah. Just Josh. I think, well, that's why I can't remember his last name, because as everyone on College Humor back when I was watching it was like, it was all first name basis shit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, really good movie, really funny. The The premise is the power goes out and um, Fanny goes over to Fred's uh, cabin and is like, hey, let's tell scary stories, because um, that's like a fun thing to do. Like, you're a writer. Come on. Tell me your stories. And they're doing like act outs and the movie's really cool where the act outs like become real and they do these great like uh, cinematography tricks and like cool lighting where you're not really sure if the stuff is going to come to life. They sort of like play with that idea. But the thing, the scary thing that comes to life is when Fred starts to reveal like, oh, I'm like up at this cabin because like my stupid ex-girlfriend like thought these threatening emails I sent her were like for real and I was actually going to hurt her. So now oh, I have a restraining fuck. order and she's a bitch. Um, and he like just sort of gets creepier and creepier and scarier and scarier until he finds out that she has been writing all of his scary stories in her journal and was like planning on stealing all of the, or, you know, using all the ideas from their like little improv scary story session. Mm hmm. 
and then decides to murder her. So then it becomes like a, a little like chasing at the end. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, super good. Really fun. But he ends up he ends up being the one who's killed. She runs out, leaves her notebook uh, behind. Rebecca Drysdale, who is like the world's most eager Uber driver, mm-hmm. uh, finds the notebook <laughs> and she ends up uh, publishing all the short stories great. that she had written in the notebook throughout Perfect. the night. That's great. Uh, yeah, super fun. But my ship that takes place after the adventures of the cabin is Fanny is now like back in New York and she's traumatized from this experience and she lost all those short stories, doesn't know what to do. She's talking to her literary agent who can like tell something's wrong. But Fanny's just like, no, I wasn't able to write anything like don't don't worry about it. Like, I'll come up with something like I didn't I didn't write any stories. Okay, just leave me alone. And he's like. Something's weird. You went to a cabin and you came back really weird with no stories. I want to introduce you to someone. And he introduces her to um, the literary agent from the book and movie Misery, who is. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Marcy, Marcy Sindel. You know, you may remember that. Hello, this is Marcy Sindel calling from New York City. I'm looking for my client. Remember her? How could anyone forget How Marcy? How could we forget? Um, so she's like, come on in, darling. Look at you. You're you just a breath of fresh air. Well, I have a seat right there. Would you like a bourbon or perhaps a gin? And she's like, wow, you are a fun character. Fanny's like kind of into it. And she's like, oh, I see, I see sadness behind those eyes. Why aren't you writing it? Why, why don't you get this trauma onto a page? And she's like, look, I'm not, I'm not ready to like talk to anyone about it. It's like, oh, I'll tell you about a client I once had who, who didn't want to talk about it. Uh... And I made him an even bigger star than he already was. I'm from New York City. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not in New York for this conversation. No, she just announces that to people, mm, just over oh, and over. So again. She's like, she's from there. Right I now. here's the thing: as a person who's never lived in New York, and knowing the people that I have talked to who are in New York, I feel like they probably mention it several times. A day. Oh well, <laughs> as soon as they move to I LA, mean, all they can fucking talk yeah, about is how like, this is a different yeah. kind of city well, than and New how, York. Uh, is. How LA sucks and New York is better. And it's like, why'd you move I mean, here? We're fucking full. I know it's, it's so twisted because I chose to live in. LA post grad or whatever. So I've never lived in New York, but I do feel like they pro I, do you think they spend as much time talking about how much they hate LA when they're in New York? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like what a waste of your life. Well, I'm I've talked about this work. a lot with the, oh, the, okay, the, 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 not trying to repeat combos. No, 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 no. I, I mean, in just in my life where like the LA versus like the people that are very like LA sucks. New York is great. Like the people that really hate LA. Mm-hmm. It's like in the L.A. New York fight, the sad part is, is that like New York is like really busy just like hating L.A. And L.A. is like, oh, I don't think about you. Yeah, we're Don Draper, right? In yeah, the I think we're even worse about San Francisco. San Francisco thinks about L.A. Oh, my so God. I don't ever think more. about San Francisco. Oh, I'm so no. sorry. I mean, I think about it once in a while. Like, where do I want a vacation and then leave? Sure. I like it, but I can't afford it. So unfortunately, it's very expensive it's and me. it's a lot of bros. But like, I really don't. Think about I don't like yeah. where's New York like I think there's I think L.A. can romanticize New York like uh, sure. but we but I think we really we also really don't think about San Francisco and San Francisco I think spends way more time worrying about Los Angeles like don't worry about it we're fine 
Because also LA, unfortunately, we are very narcissistic. So we're really mm-hmm. only thinking about like, oh, what's we're going thinking on about here. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even really thinking about the city. We're just thinking about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, that sounds I'm not even accurate. thinking about the city. No. No, the, the city is not a character. I'm the character. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why we. That's why we don't like New York because we have to share the spotlight with no. the backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to live somewhere that's also a character in my story. Just I'm be a, a setting, please. <laughs> and we'll shoot in the valley for. Midwest, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Malibu's gonna be the, uh, or like the woods. <laughs> okay, so is the ship romantic or is this just to get I think Fanny back on her feet? Okay. No, I think, I think Fanny ends up, uh, seducing Marcy. Um, oh, okay. because she's just, uh, like, so she does, she gets her through the trauma. She helps her write a book, you know, her next book. Maybe it's not like she's pushing for the sort of uh, biography thing that uh, like she does with James Caan at the end, which Mm -hmm. is like, you have to be writing nonfiction, sweetheart. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. But I can write like a sort of like horror in the woods sort of thing that will help me process what I went through and, you know, also be like a commercial success. And Marcy's like, good enough. And (laughs) but they're like relationship you know grows from being a professional one to i think uh you know fanny is so grateful to her and like it's this like example of a a powerful no-nonsense woman who takes charge and gets what she wants and fanny really looks up to her and you know one night they're drinking a brandy by the fireplace Mm and one thing leads to another i I ship it romantically i love it great um and just for uh, I looked it up. The Josh Rubin plays Fred, but is also wrote, directed, and produced the movie. Yes, uh, he's excellent in it. So, just want to give him full credit. Yeah, not Josh something. <laughs> I mean, he is Josh something, humor. but like he made this movie. It's really good. I mean, I I recommend. I have heard people uh very much poo poo it, but I think it's in their pants. What's that? Yeah, in their pants. Poo 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 in the pants. Did. I think it's I think it's well shot. I think it's well written. It fucking made me laugh. Uh, you know the the scary parts, like some of the the scary turns, like while very creepy, are not out and out like horror. Uh, that would be my one. You know, yeah, one I think it's hard thing. when you're on on network like Shutter because it is so horror focused. And horror comedy is not necessarily as respected within horror communities. Mm, yeah, as yeah, it, it should be. be. I love horror comedy. Me too. Yep. Uh, Patrick, do you have a ship? Um, I do. Uh, so mine, half of my ship comes from the original Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Oh, uh huh. So this is that's where I'm taking the tales part. Yeah. Um, so there is a giant crocodile character named Leatherhead. Might be an alligator. Actually, I'm not sure I know the difference. Leatherhead? That's, <laughs> Leatherhead. That's like Leatherface. It is like Leatherface except he's a giant alligator or crocodile. Now remind me, does Leatherhead wear like cool purple uh, Ray-Bans? So this is where I need to be very specific and say that I'm talking about Leatherhead from the original Tales of the Teenage Mutant Turtles okay. comic books. Okay, because I remember a Leatherhead from the TV cartoons yeah he's like a like a like bayou purple, yeah and he wore like yeah. purple underwear mm-hmm. and like over wears like a, a straw hat and like yeah yeah he's a he's a hick yeah he's he's a total hick turns out the original leatherhead 
is like an ancient mutant, right? He uh, evolved from a uh, alligator and is just like living in the sewers of New York. He's being hunted by this dude who's got a very like Craven the Hunter um, kind of vibe to him. I you're love just, like, Craven trying to the hunt, Hunter. Like, Craven's awesome. Um, this dude sucks, um, <laughs> <laughs> and mostly because he's hunting uh, poor Leatherhead, who it turns out is a gentle giant. He Aww. just wants to like he's tried throughout his lifetime to like reach out to people and be like will you be my friend and they're like you're a giant alligator monster and you're terrifying Aww. so he's just hiding in the sewers right um and uh, you know the he teams up with the ninja turtles at one point um and to like escape from this hunter um and he falls down this like crevasse uh, in the sewers of new york city which is bizarre but like you know there it mm-hmm. is um <laughs> But so after this, like, Leatherhead just sort of, like, disappears, and he's not, like, around in the comics continuity, in, like, the original comics continuity for a while. And, you know, it's a character they bring back, like, over and over again in movies and TV shows and newer comics. Um, But he never has this same flavor again of being, like, a gentleman trying to fit in, Mm -hmm. um, but just can't because he's a monster. Yeah, He's a real Frankenstein. I love that. He's He's got a real Frankenstein vibe to him. But here's... So... What I want him to do, I want him to disappear into the sewers, right? Swim, swim, swim. And all the sewers are connected, right? <laughs> Probably. Course. All sure. sewers in the world are connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's swimming. He's swimming. And then he comes up uh, and it, he, he's in like an underground lake, right? And he can just see like, you know, for like miles in either direction, just like lake and like there are candles, little candles floating everywhere. And he can hear this beautiful singing coming through over the lake. And then a boat starts to float up to him, and a man wearing half a mask uh, <gasps> reveals himself, and it's the Phantom of the Opera. Oh my God! You know you got me on board once the Phantom's there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Phantom can be like, "Oh, fellow monster, I see you. I see Aww. that you are a gentleman monster. Let's sing beautiful songs together." And you know, uh, Leatherhead has this like deep baritone, this like beautiful, <laughs> just gravy voice, right? Yeah. Uh, and they make beautiful swamp music together forever. I love that. And it also gets, you know, Phantom stop obsessing about hot chicks. Yeah. He, he needs to, to stop on. that. It's too move much. On. Be with somebody who wants to be in the sewer with you. Yeah. This is perfect. That's, that's, a very, that's very romantic and sweet. I like it a lot. I'm glad um, we finished I, with the sweetest one. Me too. Uh, I also, well, I, I had another thing that I wanted to bring up, and I feel like it's not going to be sweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Miles Tails Prowler from Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Tails. Yeah. Now, that is spelled differently. <laughs> I agree. So, you know. so Mogi's got to just go ahead and nip this in the bud. <laughs> I'm worried. Sonic, no, well, Sonic shipping yes. is dangerous territory. Yeah, it's only because Sonic is a fucking gross pervert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's a, a Sonic. Really he's not perv. a Mario. <laughs> okay, wait. So Tails right, with tell whom? Us with, what do you want to well, do this with is, Tails? This is my concern, is that the Sonic shippers are, they go right to sex, right? And they go right to, like, everyone has too many dicks. Uh, yeah. Tails has Their too many buttholes. Yeah, every, yeah. So, I mean, too many is that's you know. Uh, um, it's a judgment call. You're yeah, right. That's a judgment call. But I just, I, I just want to like, I want to work out something for Tails that isn't in the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. That is a divorce from S- Sonic shipping. I just, I want to save Tails, and I don't know okay. how. Okay. Okay. So what do we know about Tails? He's he's kind of a sweet boy. Hmm. He's a little bit of a doof. 
He's a he little likes, bit of a dude. Uh, he likes junk food. He's a real follower. So I guess that's one of the things. Do we want to get rid of his followerness? Like he literally follows. Mm. Right. <laughs> that's, that's like his whole thing. So like, do we want to get rid of that or do we want to find somebody who's a better leader for him? He's also an aviation enthusiast. Oh, he does like flying. Okay. Mm. Oh, what's the name of the what's the name of the little kid from Tailspin? Like grown, like Wait, grown up or well, Tails Tails is a little kid too. You're right. You'd so have to it's grow not him sexual, up. and that was part of what uh, Patrick said. Not sexual. So yeah, uh, what is his name? Little yeah, Tails, and honestly, he's a leader too. He's like fun. Like yeah, he's a he's like a second fiddle, but just because of his age bracket. Yeah, no, I feel but like. he's yeah. If he had a peer, he would be the leader of that peer. Hmm. Oh, what is his? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it's it up. It's not Baloo and it's not Rebecca. Nope. Is it it's Kit with a Kit. T? Or is it Kip? Or is it neither? Hold on, I'm checking the list oh my of gosh. Tailspin characters. Wikipedia has Kicker. a secret. You have to click out to get to mm-hmm. the list of characters in Tailspin. Kit Cloud Kicker. Oh, Kit Cloud. Yes, I'm into it. And he yeah. has like a steel retractable boomerang that he flies on. I feel like Tails no. would get into that. Tails would love it. And he would be nice to him. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know what this does is it means that it is a tails and a tailspin mm-hmm. ship. So yep. it works on both parts of the tail. Hey, button. great job. Great job, Patrick. <laughs> hey, guys. Two relationships. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.